Hello and welcome today to the podcast from Travel Fit Psych. So we have a topic about lockdown in New Zealand at the moment and we're in 2021 October. We have currently been in some kind of lockdown with restrictions um, throughout the whole country for the past six, seven weeks. And this is one of the longer, more prolonged lockdowns because of the Delta variant of COVID. It's been quite a difficult time, a challenging time for a lot of people. Part of my curiosity in developing these podcast episodes, particularly on the series around lockdown, has been to find out more about how people have been coping in terms of their well-being, physical, emotional, psychological, in terms of their plans. How has travel been affected for them what does the future hold now and in terms of work um, productivity creativity and for those people who have a lot of other responsibilities and commitments today I speak with my friend Madeline who is a single mum to three kids uh, she's also a psychologist um, and working full-time to support her family um, and she has some other commitments as well in her life one of the many things that I've admired about Madeline is that she She's always seemed like a superwoman to me. I can't manage myself. <laughs> and so it always amazes me that she's been able to kind of juggle a number of things. And so today we find out more about how exactly she manages to do this. Um, so Madeline, welcome. Thank you. So Madeline, um, I was wondering if you could talk to us about what your personal experiences have been um, having three kids, working um, and juggling life during this period? Well, my, my normal standards of doing things have been really difficult to meet because, um, you, you know, your resources are limited and you're trying to do everything all at once. But because you're trying to do everything all at once, it's really harder. It's more difficult to, to do it properly and to do it well. I guess it's been difficult and it's difficult for a lot of people. And then also motivation levels as time goes on with your own motivation levels dropping um, and it's difficult to maintain, but then also the kids as well. Um, so then that turns into a bit of a battle. Oh, so I can imagine that um, you're juggling all sorts of things on all fronts. <laughs> yeah, like with um, schooling, I've got three kids. One of them doesn't have a Chromebook and so they're using an iPad. But to get into um, some of the documents, I can't reach them on an Apple, so I have to go into my son's Chromebook to try and figure out her schooling and download it and email it to myself so that we can pull it up on the iPad, which is really difficult and it's time-consuming um, in between kind of work as well. And then sometimes I, you know, I just just can't make it because there's so many different logons and and the, the school system on their computer is quite complicated um, unless you, you really take the time and go through it, which is difficult to have the time to do that. Um, but then I also really appreciate all the teachers going to the trouble and I can imagine the situation that they're in and they put a lot of effort and work into making sure that there's work available online. Um, but, yeah, from, from my end and my situation, it's been really difficult to make sure that's that's happening and sometimes the best that I can do is just make sure that they turn up to their zoom classes 
Yeah. And so you kind of raise a very sort of real issue during this um, lockdown period, which is that, you know, everybody is trying, you know, that you can empathize with the teachers. And at the same time, I guess it's really difficult to um, kind of get everything sorted, particularly if, you know, you don't have the right resources to be able to, um, I guess, manage that, um, particularly like with practical resources for the kids. And so, you know, you sum it up pretty well by saying, you know, I'm just sort of doing the best I can with that, right? Um, But it's also really difficult to not be hard on yourself for not getting their schoolwork done because you know how important it is as well. But then there's also getting them out of the house. And I always, because I've got three, I've always got one that doesn't want to go and two that are are okay for, for going for a walk. But sometimes just to leave the house can be so tricky. And you just think of all those normal things of normal everyday life that used to be easy, but now it's restricting and it's difficult for them to access or do naturally. But then when you try to um, initiate things, that can also be really difficult too because their motivation levels have just dropped down and they're missing their friends and they can't be bothered leaving the house now and everything just becomes a, a little bit, they, they become really apathetic towards any lot, lots of things and then they're not getting the stimulation that they need. Yeah, exactly. And so um, have you seen like the motivation levels have just progressively gotten worse as the lockdown has progressed? Yes. Well, I noticed with my lot. <laughs> um, I look at the neighbors' kids and they're outside jumping on the tramp and going up and down the driveway on their scooters and skateboards and I'm like, oh gosh. (laughs) So it's really difficult to try not compare yourself to other people and I just got to put it back in perspective that um, with with the kids with me, I'm a single mum, I've got three kids, I'm trying to do a job and they're schooling and these other things. So I think for everybody in their own situation, um, it's it's best just to focus on what you can do for yourself in your own situation and not not think about others. Exactly. And I guess, you know, um, having that kind of awareness as a psychologist that this is sort of what you're doing as you get into this sort of pattern of, I guess, unhelpful thinking or perhaps like being quite hard on yourself about what you can and can't do realistically kind of during these this time because I guess your expectations are probably a lot higher than you know what the reality might be and might allow you to do could you kind of let us know what are some like specific and I know you might not have thought about this kind of consciously but specific kind of techniques or strategies that you've been using personally to kind of juggle all this so that you don't end up I guess feeling quite down about how things are going um, and that you don't kind of give into that sort of critical part of you that might show It's quite difficult to not fall into those negative thinking traps or those self-critical thought patterns, but I do my best to try and stop and recognize them when I'm having them. For example, I'm thinking about, oh, my my daughter's teacher is judging me for not posting her work online, and this is one with the iPad, which is really difficult to try and orchestrate her schoolwork. But then I have to think, oh, no, she's said to everybody that families do whatever they can in their situation. And I see all people posting pictures on social media, and they're all going out for a walk, and my walk turned into half an hour trying to get out of the house with a tantrum, and then a full-on refusal 
refusal and then we ended up going back inside that's that's okay these you know you have to be taken into consideration you know everybody's feelings and the kids are having a hard time too and just to pause take a break have a cup of tea try not to to get too overwhelmed and you can always try again so tomorrow might be a better day enjoy those moments when they happen and try not to get frustrated and, and worked up when it doesn't happen or it doesn't eventuate yeah and do you do any kind of reflection at the end of your days or do you kind of start off your day in a particular way just to sort of set you up for the day I got a lot on my plate and I think that I'm just trying to be mindful to not be hard on myself until I've got everything done. Just before lockdown we put our house on the market and then it's sold and now I'm moving and I've had to organise that and pack up the house as well as do all the other things. I just have to be mindful that I've got a lot on my plate and not to push too hard and then once we've done the move then I can reset and take a look at things again and think about okay is there another system or is there another way of doing things that might work better. Mm course and and so you know even moving house amongst that is such a huge thing and so when it comes to kind of the well-being aspect of it you're often sort of looking after for example your your kids needs and also you know other things that you need to do practically how do you sort of manage looking after yourself you know how do you find that time to have that balance between doing for others versus like doing for yourself try not to stress about it (laughs) and kind of notice and, and listen to my body like if I'm pushing myself too much to to stop and just say that's enough for today we'll try and do as much you know within reason as we can tomorrow um because quite often with me I I push myself too hard and then that results in me getting a migraine or a headache um so I'm really just trying to pace myself and hold myself back from doing everything all at once I guess people might sort of struggle just even to kind of do that like that that might be really hard for them to do like it might be hard to say let's take it easy yeah, and, and then you get into that struggle where you, you're thinking in shoulds and musts and you need to do this and you get really quite fused to those thoughts that it can be really difficult to step away from. Is there a way that you do that, to kind of step away from those thoughts, to unhook yourself in some ways? I, I try to practice mindfulness, so paying attention and, and observing and noticing my thought processes rather than just being fully immersed in them. I, I try to, as much as I can, which is also... <laughs> can be a difficult skill to master but but trying to pay attention to my internal dialogue and what I'm thinking and noticing or feeling in my body so if I notice my chest is starting to feel a little bit more tight and I'm feeling a little bit wired what's that telling me okay it's telling me that I'm feeling a a lot of pressure and perhaps I need to slow down a bit and and take a breath so I'm not escalating my emotions in a negative way that that's part of my process and trying to pace myself Right. So it takes like a lot of practice. I think once you start trying to practice it, it gets easier. And, you know, when you practice doing guided meditations or things outside of stressful times, then it can be easier to use that way of thinking and and practicing mindfulness in the present when you are under pressure or experiencing uncomfortable emotions that you you already kind of develop some skills around, okay, what what am I noticing? Um, How's my body feeling? I'm noticing that I'm having these types of thoughts, etc. Yeah, and I guess that's a very kind of key concept in the in the field of kind of mindfulness, isn't it? It's just to kind of notice and be aware and observe what's sort of happening within your body, in your mind, and then to kind of choose to proceed sort of in a mindful way, right? So take action in a way that is actually important or meaningful and that may be, um, I guess, doing things that matter to you. Yeah, r- rather than just being on automatic pilot and then maybe 
automatic pilot's going to take you to a place where you're not looking after yourself and you are stressed to the max. Mm-hmm. Um, coming back to that piece around well-being, I guess, you know, has social life been a little bit different for you? Um, how have you kind of managed to stay connected sort of socially? I've been quite connected, I suppose, to friends, just, yeah, the odd message here and there, which is quite nice throughout the day. Yeah, and how important do you think that is, that kind of social connectedness and, you know, working with clients, but also from what you see with your kids and yourself, like, how important do you think that is? Yeah, I think that's really important. I notice it a lot with the kids. They're really missing their friends. They just want to go back to school, so they not to go do schoolwork, <laughs> but to see their friends. And for my younger ones, it's really difficult for them to understand why they can't see their friends. And then with my clients, you know, the motivation to stay in touch been declining, but also the loss of resources and the social network, normal support systems that aren't available there anymore. And then you're in this situation where it's really isolating. It's it's super difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my eldest one, she is on the phone all day long to her best friend while they do school. So it's like they're sitting in class having a chat, which is quite cute. How old is she? She's 12, just about to turn 13. Right. Okay. So she's kind of found a way. (laughs) Yeah. And then with my elder two, they play games with their friends online. So I guess that's how they've stayed social, um, which also leads to another issue of trying to balance device time and lockdown. Yeah, exactly. So that raises all sorts of issues, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, and it just gets to the point where you're just like, oh, you just got to do what you can to get through it. And then in those moments of time when you're not relying on devices, try your best to go for a walk without a tantrum. <laughs> this is kind of another struggle, I guess, that adds to this piece is that you've got to keep these kids entertained right you've got to do your own work you've got to kind of you know manage some things but you know during lockdown it almost feels like anything goes right now there's always learnings in amongst struggles um what do you think have been kind of the most important learnings for you during these sort of one month long lockdowns or two week long lockdowns like what have you kind of managed to learn oh I, i think having a bit of a routine going whatever that looks like has been helpful for us just because that keeps the the kids knowing what's happening it's predictable and those things that we we can just make part of our normal routine they keep going instead of just everything drifting off into the abyss merging into each other and the days rolling into each other um i I guess our routines give us a bit of a a consistent framework that we can pull back onto once we get out of lockdown you know sitting down and eating a meal at the table with everybody and we all have a chat um, because yeah the devices and friends and things like that it can very easily those things can fall off the radar yeah definitely so routine has been like the most important thing yeah making sure that we have points of connection throughout the day even if we're stuck at home things that we can do together which is quite nice yeah great and have you found that you have to be quite creative in terms of like what you come up with with them but also for example working from home um you know via telehealth which is sort of online consults or over the phone yeah like it's always better if I can do a bit of planning with the kids or um, what I'm going to be doing with them. Um, Like if I had more resources, I'd probably get some activities and order them online from the warehouse or something like that. But at the moment, um, it's like baking. 
So um, that's, you know, that's really easy. I can get a, a baking box from the supermarket and my eldest daughter, she's quite fine to be able to do that. Yeah. And, and how's it been for you kind of working um, via sort of telehealth or phone calls? Yeah, that can be a bit tricky with kids because I'm out for like a solid hour or maybe I've got three clients in a row and then that's three hours, which is a long time to leave them kind of by themselves even though I'm in the house. But we make it work and they're really good. They understand that when I'm in with my clients not to disturb me and to try and be as quiet as they can. Yeah. Of course. And um, I guess there's a lot of single parents out there as well, kind of juggling work and, and commitments and things. And and I guess um, if you had to kind of give a bit of advice in some ways to them uh, from what you've learned, uh, what would you kind of say? Be easy on yourself. Yeah, try try not to um, listen to negative self-talk and you, you can just do the best that you can at the moment. It's an unusual situation. So, yeah, you just got to do what you can to get through it. Yeah, and I think that's such an important message, right? It's this idea of like being sort of understanding and kind and caring towards yourself, right? Um, it, it's, it's not easy kind of being your own worst enemy during these times. So if you can kind of show a little bit of, I guess, leeway or compassion in some way towards yourself, that's probably going to make a huge huge difference yeah because if you end up focusing on that negative self-talk that's that's just going to be more demotivating I think for me I think it definitely works better if I can put some time or set, set aside some time into doing some planning beforehand you know I always feel like I'm, I'm quite time poor and I'm quite often I'm trying to rush to get stuff done but when I stop and set aside time to plan in advance I find that quite helpful like planning our meals planning what our, our whole menu is for the day okay for lunch we're gonna have this and and okay well we're gonna go for a walk around the block or we're gonna wait until the tide goes out and try and walk around the rocks on this day and just set little little things in advance um for me that's that's quite helpful yeah and I, I imagine that also helps with the declining motivation levels right so if you're able to kind of take some time out to plan stuff in advance that can kind of help motivate you to kind of keep going throughout the day yeah yeah definitely because like I said it's an unusual situation like no one goes this is how you should be in lockdown and you should be doing xyz it's like no this is just completely abnormal so we're just going to do what we can to get through it of course yeah so i guess you know summarizing kind of what you've said and and thank you so much for kind of sharing this with us today is that it's the key things that you've sort of taken away is having you know setting aside time to plan sort of being mindful of what you're doing and in terms of like routines can help sort of structure your days can help structure your kids can help kind of structure your own sort of sense of you know purpose and meaning throughout these kind of difficult times and also probably to to enhance your well-being in some way given the limits and also uh, the other thing that you've mentioned um, which I think is quite important is to sort of take it easy on yourself to not you know get caught up in the negative kind of thinking traps that we all tend to fall into where we feel like we should be doing a lot better than what we're actually doing and to be more realistic around that so thank you so much Madeline for um, sharing your wisdom and sharing your experiences with us today I think um, some of the things that you've said have been really helpful and I'm hopeful that um, our listeners will take on board um, some of the messages you've shared with us today yeah well thank you very much for having me So there we go. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast, looking at how to juggle um, commitments, particularly as a single parent. And I want to acknowledge that there are a lot of single parents out there who are doing a fabulous job, more so than they probably think. And 
and I want to leave them with a message of hang in there you know reach out for those support networks reach out for people who can be kind to you and also don't forget to be kind towards yourself and acknowledge that the reality is unfortunate as Madeline very succinctly put this prolonged lockdowns and lockdowns in particular isn't something that we asked for and so we've got to do the best we can and we start with trying to manage um, our own thoughts and feelings about this in order for those things not to get in the way of what matters to us so an acknowledgement to those parents so I want to thank you for tuning in today and I hope to catch you sometime soon